Hello, this is Josh Christman, pastor of the Anchor Church of Cambridge, located in Cambridge, Ohio. I want to say thanks for tuning in today. I hope this podcast inspires you, encourages you, and helps you to live the life that God has called you to live. Praise God. Jesus, in the book of John, chapter 6, is everybody ready? Where's Serenity? I missed her. I was going to bring her up, give her another chance. If you, if you were here last week, you saw I brought her up and, and tried to let her say amen in the microphone, and she got bashful, wouldn't do it. As soon as she left church, she was telling mom, and I'm going to do it. If, I'm going to go up and say amen in the microphone. And so she told me on Thursday, I'm gonna, she took her a week to build up the confidence Man, well, we'll get her. Praise the Lord. John chapter 6, uh, Jesus makes a statement that, that, that I believe um, is the essence of who God is. And the, the very essence of who he has called us to be as the church. I believe that there is... In verse 37, he makes the statement uh, that, that gives everybody hope. Amen. He makes a statement to, to those that are questioning his calling or questioning uh, the, the, the hand of God upon his life. Uh, they, they're questioning his greatness. They're questioning his ability uh, his, his, his ability to do what he's saying that, that, that he can do. And, and they put him at a place lower than Moses. Amen. As, as they talk about Moses, they said, Moses gave us bread from heaven. How many know that in the Old Testament, that when the Israelites came out of bondage to Egypt, that they crossed over through the Red Sea, God parted the Red Sea, and they crossed over on the dry ground, and he destroyed the, the Egyptian army and uh, 600 chariots uh, of, of the pharaohs with the, the water, amen, and buried them in the water and freed them from the bondage of Egypt, amen. And, and, and they went into the wilderness and uh, trying to follow the will of God for their life and they found that they had no food and God rained manna from heaven amen and every morning that they would come out they would find fresh bread on the ground amen they would find fresh manna from heaven amen they, they would find the the bread that God rained down this is this is what you should eat somebody say this is what you should eat bread from heaven amen you don't need McDonald's you need bread from heaven Come on, somebody. Amen. It was probably low in cholesterol. I don't know. <laughs> it was bread from heaven. They, they come out every morning and they gathered what they needed for the day. But how many know the Old Testament is given as a shadow or a type of the New Testament to give us direction? How many know it was a schoolmaster to bring us to Christ? Amen. The Old Testament or the law was a schoolmaster to teach us, uh, to give us that God was talking about Christ in the Old Testament, that the bread from heaven that he rained down, that that manna that sustained them was not just bread, but it was an indication of bread that would come. Come on. Of, of fresh bread, of true bread, of heavenly bread. Somebody say amen. How many know when you wake up in the morning, there's fresh bread on the ground? That's why when, G when, when he was teaching his disciples to pray, he said, give us today our amen. Because there's something for you when you get up in the morning. Every day, God's got something fresh for you. Amen. This is not just a Sunday relationship. Come on. This is not just a Sunday-Thursday relationship. This is every day of the week. God's got something set apart for me. Amen. That he loves me so much. And, and he wants to commune with me so much. He's already prepared it for me. When I wake up in the morning, there's fresh bread on the ground. All I got to do is open my spirit, begin to call on the Lord, and he will minister to what my soul needs for that day. 
Somebody say amen. Some of us, the reason we feel empty is because we're not experienced that daily walk with God. Amen. By the time Sunday comes, we're worn out, broken, busted, and disgusted. We don't even know why we do what we do. Amen. We, we've lost contact with the master. We've lost contact with his word. We've, we've lost contact with his direction because we don't spend any time listening to his voice. And we come again on Sunday and the pastor's got to get us lined out. Come on, somebody. And that's the only time you're hearing the voice of God is when the pastor's preaching. But God wants to speak to you. Come on. He wants to commune with you. He wants to give you fresh bread for your soul. Amen. If you're not getting it every day, you're... you're what's the word when somebody's not getting the food they need? Malnourished. Amen. It's somebody that's malnourished, nourished. They're going to have all kinds of health problems. Amen. You ever see somebody eat and all they eat is junk? <laughs> Tori raised her hand. You're pregnant. You're, you're exempt from that. You can eat anything you want. Don't tell your doctor I said that. He'll say, you're preaching false doctrine. I remember when my, I'm not going to go there. <laughs> Where was I? Malnourished. When you're malnourished, you have, you have all kinds of health problems because you don't have the things that you need because in the junk food that we eat, processed food and things, Come on, somebody. Things that it does not have the nutrients that we need to survive. But how many know that God created the plants and the herbs and the fruits and uh, the animals and everything that they provide for us? He's given it to us to help us survive. And everything that the, the earth produces, come on, somebody, it feeds us. It feeds our souls because it came from God and God made it. So everything that's grown out of the earth, it produces and has within itself. The, the sustenance that we need to make us healthy. Come on, somebody. That because we were made out of the earth. How many know he took Adam from the dust of the earth and he made Adam from the dust of the earth so the earth can provide physically everything that we need. And if we're not taking from the earth but we're eating man-made things, they're insufficient in giving us what we need. I'm going to tell you right now, if all you're eating is YouTube and Instagram and MTV and Netflix, you're malnourished and you're not getting what you need. Come on, somebody. You need some word. Come on. You need fresh bread from heaven. You need something that's eternal to take root in your life and it will produce eternal fruit and it will have the blessing of the Lord with it. Come on. Go and get it. Elbow your neighbor. Tell him, go and get it. It's there. It's available. It's fresh. It's made just for you. It's tailored to your life. Man, I didn't plan on talking about this, but I'm here, and I might as well preach it. It's tailored to your situation. It's tailored to your family. It's tailored to the needs of your spirit. It's tailored to you individually because he is your God. You are his sons and his daughters, and he knows what you need. Man, I feel the anointing. I'm sorry I yell so much, but I can't help it. Elbow your neighbor and tell him he's got what you need. Let me, let me give you some advice. Can I give you some advice? It's free. Free advice is usually the free advice you get is not worth having, but this is worth having. Do you want some advice? Let me tell you something. If you haven't went to the Lord to get what you need, if you haven't asked him first 
Don't you dare run to your friends and try to get their advice. Come on. Don't go running to people that don't pray to get your advice. Don't go running to people that are ungodly and don't live for God to get the advice that you want. They might tell you what you want to hear, but it's going to be contrary to the plan and the will of God for your life. First, consecrate yourself to God. Come on, lay aside something and get alone with God and get his word on it. And then talk to somebody that's godly and they will reaffirm and confirm the word of God for your life. Because by these two, by two to three witnesses, witnesses shall, shall these words be established. God will give you what you need if you ask him. That's good pastoring right there. Clap your hands. Let me make my job easier here. Can I do that? Before you come and ask me, how about praying about it and fasting about it for a couple days? Come on, somebody. Because then you'll be prepared for the answer. Come on, you'll be ready to receive what the Lord has to say. I'm tired of giving advice to people that don't want it. Come on, I'm tired of giving godly counsel to people that lay aside and don't walk in it. Come on, you need to prepare your heart to serve God and to do His will. And when He speaks, do what thus saith the Lord, and it'll produce what you want it to produce. Come on, that's good preaching. Amen. The pastors in the house will say amen. Every pastor watching by way, say amen. Type it in the comments. You might watch it later, but it's going to make our job a whole lot easier. Amen. Because it's, uh, when you're trying to feed somebody something they don't want, it's impossible. I remember my kids sitting in the baby chair, Mike. We get the green beans. Have you ever ate baby food green beans? They're just straight nasty. I mean, they, they're nasty. Get them green beans. Come on. Here we go. Ooh, come on, open your mouth. And what do you do? You, you stick that spoon in between her lips and you give it a little. Open up. And they're like, no, I'm not open. I don't want the green beans. They taste terrible. Amen. I remember I was sitting there one time and I was like, why don't they want these? I love green beans. Bitter green bean face. Somebody knows what I'm talking about. Because they don't want them. Amen. They don't want what what uh, what's good for them. Amen. They want they, they want something sweet. Amen. And the whole time they're pointing at the jar of cookies. Right? Give me the jar of cookies because you can't you can't force feed somebody something they don't want. Amen. How many know that we got to come to God? We got to get to the place where we need him. Come on. We got to get to the place where we're broken enough, where we're humble enough that we need his direction and we need his word on it. That's why it takes us to get to the bottom before we look up. Come on. That's why it takes us to be broken before we come to him. That's why every person that comes to God comes broken. Because we in and of ourselves, we don't necessarily want what God has for us. But sometimes it takes us doing it our way and getting a full belly of what we want to do and realizing how it's destroyed my life, how it's destroyed my family, how it's destroyed my relationship with my friends and realizing I need God to do something in my life that brings healing. Amen. And then and only then do we open enough to do what God says. I want to do what God says. Amen. I want to do God's will. 
Come on, I want God's will to operate in my life. I want to fulfill the perfect will of God, with the purpose that he has made me for. Come on, I want to stand in the middle of it. I want to operate under the anointing of the Holy Ghost in the perfect will of God, in the perfect word of God, doing what he gave me breath to do. Am I preaching to anybody? I want to do exactly what he purposed for me to do. And no weapon formed against me shall be able to prosper. If that's you, why don't you clap your hands to the Lord. He's worthy. Amen. Everything that we need, it's available. Somebody say it's available. Fresh bread's on the door. Amen. It's tailored to us. It is exactly what you're missing. When we get up in the morning and we go to the Lord and begin to pray and, and we crack open the, the bread. Amen. Food for our soul. We begin to humble ourselves under the mighty hand of God. Come on, I'm teaching you right now. Somebody needs to get a hold of this. You, you, you think that it's, you're just going to snap your fingers and everything's going to be different. But that's not what's going to happen. It's going to be a daily walk with the Lord. Come on. It's going to be a daily diet of what God's will for your life is. It's going to be a daily dose of the living bread that came down from heaven. It will serve you. It will, it will grow you. It will preserve you. It will make you everything that God has purposed you to be. It's the hand of God working in your life. And I promise you, the Lord will begin to speak to you. And, and when he does, there's nothing like the voice of the Lord. Has anybody ever had the Lord speak right to your spirit? It's life. It, it, it's filled with life. And he'll speak right to your spirit and he'll give you a word for your family, for your situation right now. And if you care enough to do that, come on, how many care enough to do that? Do you care enough about your eternal soul to get what God has for you? Come on, because it's there available. It's available every day. When you begin to do that and the Lord speaks to you, all of a sudden he'll speak to your preacher. You want to make my job easier? Start seeking God. Amen. And there will be a flow. There will be a reciprocation that happens because there's something happens when the people of God seek the Lord. Amen. Because he will give the man of God food for their soul and he will confirm and affirm and reaffirm what God's saying. That's what the will of God is for your life. God will confirm. It's not necessarily me giving you direction for your life. It's God ministering to you and then the preaching or the, the leadership or the ministry to reaffirm what God has already said. Amen. And so I get up here and I preach and I preach and I preach to try to get you to open up to a relationship with God. But that is all I can do until you open up to a relationship with God. Man, how I many know we feed off of one another? You preach to a church, you, you preach to people that are hungry. Amen. People that are hungry, people that want God, people that have a hunger for God, they pull it out of you. Come on. There's a dynamic that happens in the spirit that is beyond human control. And things will begin to issue forth out of ministry that were never said before because there's a hunger for God. If you're going to hunger for something, hunger for the word of God, hunger for the plan of God, hunger for the word of God. That's not even my message. That's his. Come on, somebody. How many want to hunger for the Lord? 
Lift your hands right now and say, God, I want a healthy hunger for you, Lord. God, I want a hunger for you like I never had before. God, I want something. I, I need what you have. Come on, tell him right now. I need what you have. I need your wisdom. I need your provision. Come on. I need your voice to be spoken in my life. I need your voice over my situation. I need your hand of blessing and protection. God, I need you in my life. I'm going to give you a little bit more counsel. Is that okay? Just praying for God's protection is not enough. Oh, man, I got no patience. Because we'll say a word of prayer over our families because we want, we want God to protect them. We want God to keep them. We'll say a prayer of protection over ourselves because we don't want to die. Come on. We want God to go before us and protect us. But that's not enough. Because he tells us there's protection in his name. Right? And when you're covered with the blood of Jesus Christ, there is protection and provision made for you. Amen. But if you're never searching the word of God for your life. Come on. The Word of God is the umbrella of protection that God uses to protect us. Amen. And He says in His Word that He honors His Word above His own name. Amen. And so if you're not getting the Word of God for your life, but you're praying for protection, that's insufficient. Amen. Because God's trying to give you protection and speaking to you. And he's prepared it for you and laid it on the ground waiting for you to pick it up. But if you never make time to pray or you never make time to read his word or you never take time to ask him what he thinks about this whole mess, you'll never know. And you'll continue living in the mistakes that he's trying to pull you out of. will, won't you, Zach? Over, you'll do it over and over and over again because God's Word, it, it will take you out of it. It'll give you insight. It'll give you a new way to walk, a new way to think, a new way to act. I'm not going to make the mistakes that I made before because Thy Word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. It'll lead me in the right direction. It'll give me what I need to sustain me. He's trying to protect us by preaching to us. Lord, protect my family. Believe me, I've done it. Lord, protect my family. I'm going to get down where the mud, rubber meets the road here. Is that all right? Lord, protect my family. Lord, keep them safe as they're traveling. I believe in that. I do. I believe. I plead the blood of Jesus over my children. Amen. But I also seek God for a word over their lives. Come on. What can I do, Lord? What can I say? What is your word for their life? What can I? Give me something to sustain them. Give me something, something of guidance, something of direction I can speak to them. If it's not me, give their preacher a word. Give their bishop a word. Give their grandparents a word. Give their friends a word. Somebody to speak life to their situation. Come on, somebody, because they need a word from God. It's not enough. It's not enough just to pray over them. Amen. I'm, I'm going to be transparent right now. Can I do that? that? This is my job as pastor. Nobody else can preach like this to this congregation. This is my job. Amen. If I don't do it, it's not going to get done. So this might not be your, the best message or the one you like the most, but it's hitting home. I feel it. We were on vacation a couple years ago. And I just felt something wasn't right in my spirit. I didn't know what it was. I didn't know. You know, there's so much we don't know. If you're not asking God... You think you know what you need to know. 
You're telling him, I don't want to know what you got to say. I got this. That hurts, don't it? I mean, someone writes, woke up in the morning, I couldn't sleep, praying to the Lord. God, what's wrong? What's wrong? I don't, I don't understand what I'm feeling. And the Lord began to give me a word for my family. Amen. And so I pulled them all together. And I said, being a dad's more. Come on. Being the spiritual leader of your home is more than just leading them to church on Sunday. We need some dads that will get a word for their families. Come on, in this last hour, we need some moms and dads that will seek God for their children. Somebody say amen. What if I'm to gain the whole world but lose my own? Help all of you but my own children be lost. What kind of dad would I be? Pulled them together. And I, I told them, I said, I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's happening. I don't know why I'm feeling what I'm feeling. And you talk to them and they'll tell you. I said, but I can't protect you if you don't let me. I can tell you the right way to live. I can give you wisdom and instruction if you ask me. But you're getting to the age now where you're making your own decisions. And if you want to step outside of the provision and the instruction of your father, you can do that. And I can't protect you. I can't. I can, I can pray over you. I can, I can seek God for you. I can give you a word. But if you refuse to obey it, you're going to have to hurt like everybody else hurts. I didn't know why. Didn't understand it. My kids are good kids. They are. I'm not just saying that. They are. They're good kids. But little did I know there were some things going on that I didn't know about. Amen. Because we don't know everything. I don't have the ability to know everything. I don't want to know everything. I imagine the torment. Of coming in and looking at every person and knowing everything about them the moment you see them. Imagine what Jesus went through. You think he, don't, he didn't know what every person was going through? Could you imagine that? Looking at him and knowing. That, that's why I believe at times he had to get away from the multitude. As a man, he had to walk away and rest because he's, there's too much out there. TMI. Somebody say TMI. Little did I know there was things going on that I didn't know about. Amen. Now, uh, things that were potentially very dangerous. Amen. Things that were potentially could have turned out a lot worse than they were. But in a moment of consecration to God, he spoke a word to me and I was able to speak to my children and it all came out in the wash and God preserved it. I'm going to tell you right now, he will preserve you if you seek him. It's there for you. It's available. Ashley, my, everything you need is right there. God's laid it on the ground. Carlene and Sonny, it's right there every, every day. Anthony and Amanda, it's there every day when you wake up. It's there available for you. God's got the perfect recipe for blessing in your life, for deliverance in your life. It's laid on the table every morning. He is the bread from heaven. You don't need to know what Oprah's got to say. You don't need to know what, what Dr. Phil has to say. You need to know what the Lord Almighty has to say, what the Spirit of God is saying to the church. They just want you to buy their books and watch their show. They just want you to make them more money. Running out for your well-being. 
Amen. You want to tell me uh, uh, a God that's out for your well-being? He took up on himself the form of a man. He was made in the likeness of men and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. It was necessary for him to become a man that he might be faith, a faithful high priest of things pertaining to God. He had to go where we were, experience what we experience, so that he could give us freedom, so that he could give us a, a freedom through his blood, through his sacrifice, Somebody say amen. Let me tell you a God that cares about you to willingly give his life for you. And before you get up in the morning, in the wee hours of the morning, Come on, a little bit more flour. Come on, a little bit more humility. A little bit more love. Come on, a little bit more obedience. Come on, a little bit more of, of, of my pure word. Come on, a little bit more sacrifice. Amen. He's stirring it up. He's looking at your life. He's stirring it up. He's putting it in the oven and he's baking it. Come on. And he's bringing it out. It's fresh. And he's saying, oh, Anthony's going to be there this morning and I'm going to have something good for him. Come on. Come on. Ethan's going to be there this morning and I got it ready for him. Exactly what he needs. He's going to enjoy this. I'm just, I feel like, I wish I had a table I could lay out and decorate it up and put the cup and, and put the, the plate and the fresh bread on there. And lay, can you picture it right now? Lay it out there and, and get my apron on and serve and get ready to serve. And Oh, man, I got to get a little bit of cinnamon. Cinnamon bread with your coffee. Amen. Just exactly the way they like it. They'll be here any minute. They're coming. They'll be here any minute. Oh, he hit the snooze. All right, I'll wait for him for nine minutes. That's what my snooze is. What's yours? Yeah, snooze is the worst thing ever created. I had to, at some point in my life when I was a younger man, I had to put my alarm clock on the other side of the, of, of the road, the room. The other side of the road, I wanted to do that sometimes. The other side of the room so I wouldn't hit the snooze. Oh, they hit the snooze. Nine more minutes. I'll, I'll wait for him. The Lord's anxious. Amen. He's, he's ready to meet you. He's ready to serve you. He's ready to give you what you need. He's ready to, to, to give you what you've been missing. It's prepared for you. It's on the table. Oh, here it is, 30 seconds. Whoo, they're going to love this. Hit the snooze again. Well, I guess I can wait nine more minutes. But at some point, when the decision's been made, You know that bread's just good for one day? That if you don't get that bread that day, it's not good for tomorrow? You can't go back and cram. Come on. And if you falter and make the mistake that God was trying to keep you from that day, it's not God's fault. Come on, because there's fresh bread on the table. It's available. It's prepared. It's ready. Everything that you need. Some of you are questioning me. There's a little bit of an empty look because you don't really believe me. But try it. Taste and see that the Lord is good. If you make a sacrifice to be there, God will prepare it and make ready for you that which you need. And you'll come to church and you'll be like, Pastor, guess what? God spoke to me. 
Guess what he said? He said this, that, and the other. Come on. He, he's telling me who I am. I, I got a relationship with the Lord. He's keeping me from trouble. His word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. And he's faithful every day. Come on, you'll, you'll have a praise for God. You'll have something to give back to him because he's given to you. Uh, we need the Lord. Amen. We need his direction. We need his instruction. We need his guidance. Come on, I need his provision. I need his word over my life. I need him to keep me from stumbling. Come on, I need him to go before me and prepare the way. Order my steps, O oh God, in thy word. Order my steps, O oh God, in thy word. He's mapping it out. He's laying it out. And he's got it prepared. And he's waiting for you to ask. Just ask me. Come to me. Come on. Come to me, those that are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Come on. Come to me, though. You've been struggling and trying to work it out on your own and trying to make your own way and fighting against the wall, beating your head against the wall to try to make something happen. That's not God's will. I'm going to tell you, he's never going to let it happen because the way of a transgressor is hard. You need to humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. Get in a prayer closet somewhere. Get a word from the Lord for your life, and he will change the fruit of your world. Somebody say amen. It's prepared. Elbow your neighbor and tell him it's ready. So many times. So, so many times. God has spoken to me in my devotion. Me not knowing what I was going to encounter that day. But him knowing Made provision for my path. Can I share your story a little bit? A couple years ago, I was in a prayer room praying, and the Lord gave me a word. And immediately, Mindy's name, Mindy Rossiter's name, popped into my mind. And uh, I knew it was a word for her. The way God uses me sometimes in word of knowledge, word of wisdom, that's my gifting. That's who I am. Amen. Everybody needs to find their gifting. It takes the operation of all gifts of the Spirit for the church to be edified. I called her in the office on Sunday. Her mom was with her. And my wife, Rebecca. And if you ask them, they will all testify to this fact. And I said, Mindy, the Lord's given me a word for you. And uh, it's my job to give it to you. I said, this is the scripture that he gave me. If, they, if he was mindful of the place that he came out of, he would have had opportunity to have returned. Okay? So, so if you break that down, it means... If, if you still have connection and affection for the world that you came out of, there's going to be opportunity for you to go back to it. Okay? And so you need to kill all the affection. Let me just preach for a second. For things that are not of God. Because if you don't, there's going to be a moment where you have the opportunity to go back where you came from. And so the Lord spoke to me specifically and said, there's going to be, some, there's going to be something trying to enter her life from the past. And it's sent to destroy her. That was the word of God. And I said, I want you to be on guard. I want you to know this is what God said. I'm not trying to scare you, but there's going to be something or somebody try to enter your life that's from the past, but it's sent to destroy you. And you need to, you need to put a hand in their face and say, I can't go, I, I can't do it. The next day, somebody say the next day. There's a guy from her past, gave her a call, talking to him. 
old friend, said, hey, let's go for a ride on a motorcycle. Let's go, old friends, just have a good time. Let's go for a ride on a motorcycle. Uh, and uh, she's like, she said immediately that word came back to her. She's like, I can't, I can't do that, right? I haven't talked to him how long? A couple years? A couple years? How long? Yeah, right. She's trying to get him to come to church or whatever. She's like, no, I can't do that. I can't, I can't go. I can't. He, she was here working at the church, and he came, even drove around the church. They had to call the cops to get him to leave. And uh, he went and found another girl who was riding on the back of that motorcycle and wrecked and killed her that night. That night. Amen. Yeah, that's scary. But sometimes that's how God protects us. Come on, so, uh, there are times when God gives us a word and he expects us to obey it because he just don't tell us things just because he wants us to know. He tells us things because he's God and he sees what's coming. Come on. The reason he tells you to avoid that relationship is because it's damaging and it's going to destroy your life. But if you don't have a mind to obey it, you're going to walk with a blindfold right into destruction. A blindfold right into where the enemy's trying to take you and coercing you to come. Come on, come on, just come a little bit further. Come on. And God's word's pulling on you. No, I can't. I can't go there. What do I do? It, it, it looks like it's safe. It, how many know that that's the snare of the devil? That the devil hides his snares and he makes it look appetizing. He makes it look good to try to coerce you into taking one step too far. And then he snares you and you can't get out of it yourself. Come on, somebody. God's word is there to protect you and to keep you and to preserve you for eternity. Not to hurt you. Not to hurt you. The guy eventually came and got the Holy Ghost and got baptized. Didn't he? Yeah, he called me this morning. He called me this morning. We had a conversation. He said, Lord, uh, Pastor, I just wanted to share my devotion with you this morning. He's in prison. He's in prison. He, he's in prison for uh, uh, eight years for, what do they call that? Manslaughter. Because the, the girl died, it was riding on the back of his motorcycle. How, how many know God is so good to us that he cares so much about us, Mindy, that he would send us a word so that he could preserve us because we're more valuable to him than watching us get killed on the back of a motorcycle with somebody that don't care about eternity. Come on, somebody. And he's got a plan to save that guy if you'll just refuse it and not go with him. I'll pull him in, give him the Holy Ghost, and put purpose in his life. God's good. He cares so much about us that he's got a word prepared for us. Chelsea, for you. Specifically. Rusty, for you. Amen. Specifically. He's got something prepared for you. Are you willing to look for it? I didn't even get to where I was going to go this morning. I believe we got the will of God right now. Why don't you stand to your feet, lift your hands to the Lord, and just feel after him, God, I want to go where you want me to go. Don't let me to walk blindfolded into destruction. Send me a word. Send me a man of God. Send me a prophet. Send me a word. Utter your voice in my life. Let it thunder in my spirit. God, I need your word to order my steps. I can't go one day without your direction or one day without your provision. Come on, I want to hear some voices right now. There needs to be a cry from our heart. God, I want your will and I want your way. God, I want that which has already been prepared for me. God, I, forgive me, Lord, for not making my way to your table. Forgive me, God, for leaving you waiting. Forgive me, God, for not being caring about my future. Forgive me. Forgive me for my indifference. Luke, go get me a pen. Forgive me, Lord. Come on, why don't we cry to him right now? Forgive me, Lord. Forgive me for not making your table a priority in my life. 
for thinking that I can make decisions and handle things on my own. Forgive me, Jesus. Forgive me, Jesus. Come on, let that be the cry of our heart right now. Forgive me, Lord. Forgive me, God. I feel such a pull of the Lord. There's an old song used to say, there's a table spread where the saints of God are fed. And he invites his children to come and dine. Come and dine, the master calleth. Come and dine. Everything that you need. Every day might not be as dramatic as that. That's, a, that's an instance I wanted to share with you to let you know that God's will is to preserve you. God's will is to protect you. But if there's not somebody praying, if there's not somebody seeking the face of God, and He might be knocking, and He might be calling to you, pulling on your heart, you can feel it right now. Every person in this building can feel the pull of the Holy Ghost. It's here this morning. It's the call of God. It's real. Anywhere His Spirit is, it, it draws. Because the Spirit and the bride say, come. He's a beckoning. And He's got it laid out for you. i got to make provision for the anchor church. What kind of preacher would I be if I just got up here and read a poem and I never prayed and I never sought the face of God for my people. What kind of preacher would I be? I'd be a hireling. I'd tell you what you wanted to hear and let you go blindly down the road to eternity and be lost. But I care about your soul. And I'm telling you this morning, it's already prepared. It's already here. He's already got it prepared and ready for you. You've been trying to figure it out. You've been trying to work it out. You've been struggling through the pain. But the whole time, you've not given him an opportunity to speak. And he's standing there with his hand raised. Every one of us went to school. You know what it's like. If you want to speak, you've got to raise your hand. You ever watch Welcome Back, Carter? Oh, 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 oh. When the guy knows the answer and wants to get called on, that's what the Lord's doing right now. Trying to get your attention, saying, I have something to say. Hello? Will you please ask me? Will you please come? Because I stand at the door and I'm knocking. And if any man will hear my voice and open the door, I'll come in and I'll sup with him and he with me. Are you willing to open that door this morning? Amen. If you're willing to open that door right now, I don't care where you're at. I want you to come. I want you to come. I want you to come. I want you to grab one of these, grab one of these tissues. And as you come by and grab one, I want you to filter out 
wherever you got to get to make room for everybody that wants to come. Come on, let it be an indication of a, a, a new day. Let it be an indication. I'm not going to let the word of God go to waste. Not one more day in my life. Amen. I want God's word for my life. I'm going to make time. I'm going to make an effort. I'm going to open the door. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to open the door to receive what he's already prepared for me. It is there right now. Come on, it's there for you. Come on, it's been prepared. It's already ready. It's already laid out. God already has it prepared. He already has it planned. He's already got the definition and all the details worked out. He knows how it's going to come out. He knows what the expected end is. He knows where he needs you to be. He knows where he needs you to go. He knows where he needs you to work. He knows what he needs you to say to your children. He knows. He knows. He knows. He knows whether or not to take that trip. He knows. He's got provision for your future. Come on, come get one. If you haven't gotten one, come get one. Come on, move up here toward the, toward the front. Let, let these folks filter in behind you. Come on, move up, move up all the way up. Amen. It might just look like a tissue. <laughs> you can eat it if you want, but it's not going to taste very good. It's, it's not just a tissue. You're telling God right now. I'm choosing you. You're telling him by grabbing one of these, you're making an indication publicly that the word of God hit home with me today. And tomorrow when I get up, it don't mean nothing if you don't keep it. Come on, tomorrow morning when I get up, I'm going to call on the name of the Lord. Come on, somebody. I'm going to ask him for provision. I'm going to make some time for him and see if there's anything that he wants to say. It might take you a little bit to discern the voice of God. It might take you a little bit of practice to read in your Bible to really get what God is saying. If you have any questions, you call me. But I'm going to tell you that God's voice is immutable. It can't be silenced. It won't be silenced. It wants to speak if you want to hear. Come on, lift your hands right now and begin to make a covenant with him, just you and him. I'm sorry for not being there to hear. I'm sorry for not meeting you like I'm supposed to. I'm sorry, God. I ask you to forgive me, Lord. But starting tomorrow, starting tomorrow morning, I'm going to make some time. Whether it's five minutes or ten minutes or whatever it can be, I'm going to make some time. I'm going to make it a priority, a choice to be there to hear your voice. Come on, I'm going to come with the right attitude. I'm going to come humbly. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Come on, go ahead and sing. Go ahead and worship the Lord for a few moments. In the name of Jesus, you're the bread of life. He's got it figured out. He's got the recipe. It's Thanks again for listening to the Anchor Church of Cambridge podcast. If you enjoyed it, make sure you subscribe so you can keep up with our weekly sermons. If you are in the Cambridge area, we invite you to join us on Sundays at 11 a.m. Again, thanks for listening and we hope to see you soon.